The Movie Hour, episode 35, May 21st, 2009. Spoiler alert, the following hour of programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. There's Bowtie Pasta Movie Hour. This is Greg Maloney, podcasting from Lake Orion, Michigan. Hey everyone, this is Jim Maloney from Rochester Hills, Michigan. And Jeff Hendrickson from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm not sure where our listeners are tuning in, but here in Michigan it's beautiful out, kids in the streets, flowers blooming, it is gorgeous. And it's supposed to be this way all week, and it's I'm pumped to be inside for once, talking to you guys. walking topless down the street. Yeah. <laughs> As, as linked on the Gunga Pit today, I found a great video of that. Yeah, I saw Did that. Did you see that video? Thank disturbing, you. You. I thought. It was a little weird. It was a little weird. James, are you enjoying the, the beautiful weather outside? Um, or yes, work my window is shut, so I can't hear the dog barking next door. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> that neighborhood does have extremely loud dogs. Yeah. I think dog. I think dogs are getting louder as time, time <laughs> goes by. It's like a species evo- evolution thing. Jim, maybe you should invest in a pellet gun. I'm just going to release the cat on it. I think it could take it. I think you're probably right. That's a good, good example of, uh, of a good solution. I want to let everybody know, because I'm sure you are very interested in my well-being. I had a had a little scary run-in in a soccer game on Sunday where I tore my groin, but our, our team ended up our team ended up tying, and we were down one the whole time. So I, it was pretty impressive. But even with that, I made it made it here for the podcast for you guys here at the movie hour so we can discuss our most important movies and to make it for our Music in May segment, which we're on uh, episode three of that, I believe, and we are uh, discussing musicals today, which is James' favorite topic. It's going well so far, but this is, I think, going to be, I think this is going to ruin it. I think we're never going to be able to do Music in May again because this is just going to destroy the entire thing. <laughs> well, yeah, Jeff and I have sort of a... Uh... Showing our hand where we don't know much about musicals, but I'm so pumped to start talking about it and I'll start talking about how old Jim is and we'll get to that shortly, but, but he's that, really that's old. for, that's really That's for, that's for another time. Uh, the one thing I did want to get to immediately today, this will be released on Thursday once again and Terminator Salvation is out as you are listening to this, if you're listening to this on the first day. I wanted to warn you guys that all this smoke and mirrors thing isn't going to get you out there to the movies because this, this movie's not going to be good. I only want to play, lay that blame at Christian Bale's feet, and it's just, it seems like Christian Bale's made a nasty turn in the past three years. Like, these Batman movies, have you liked Christian Bale lately? Uh, I'd have to say that uh, he's movies, pretty good. <laughs> you Really? Yeah, I don't mind him. I mean, I'm not going to be best friends with him or anything, but, you know. What the fuck's your problem, Greg? <laughs> You're a nice guy, James. You're a nice guy, but I, 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 really, don't, I really don't see why you have to be, be friends with Christian Bale. Exactly. I just need to, you know, see his movies. <laughs> I, I I haven't seen a movie that I've completely disliked him in. Really? Since American American Psycho, he was good in the The Machinist. Yeah, and I thought he was pretty good I in the Batman movies any, too. I mean, bad, what, like all he does is dress up in a suit. Like I guess he has to do some physical bad. stuff. But. I mean, he's just, right. I mean, okay. the Batman's. We we discussed this long ago, but like the Batman character is there to be forgettable. It's the villains that we go to see, and he does a good job of just kind of being there and not being distracting. I, I have yeah. no problem with him whatsoever. I didn't I, know this I, was going to be the anti-Christian Bale movie hour. I, I would have prepared <laughs> some notes. 
I'm, I just think he hasn't taken any challenging roles recently, and it's he's losing he's losing my interest, and I hope uh, our listeners' interest. You want everything to be the machine. I'm the o- you, I'm you want him to die, don't you? You. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm the I, only one. I'm the only opinion that matters here. Keep keep it keep it straight. Sal- oh. Salvation's gonna be better than the third one, so I'll give it that at least. Without even without Arnold Schwarzenegger, did you even watch this uh, the third one's commentary of Schwarzenegger? I don't think you did. <laughs> Greg, there no, there I, have been plenty of good movies that don't have Arnold Schwarzenegger in them. <laughs> <laughs> so with without him, you do have Christian Bale and Helena Bonham Carter, which is a great addition, by the way. Uh, yeah. I I don't think we can uh, cheer her praises enough, but. Yeah, she's I pretty think... good looking, even for being like 43 or something like that. She's really? Yeah. Really? I did not know that. Getting up there, reeling That's... in the years. Very true. And Michael Ironside, which is an old fan favorite. Apparently, I'm sure he's not making a military role in this movie. He's going to be <laughs> uh, a staple. I don't know. What do you, what do you, how do you think this thing's going to do? Well, I think it's going to do pretty well, actually. Um, well, like... I'll go say is top ten in the year, maybe top five. I'll say really? seven. I'll say seven. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Jim's exactly right. As much as I like to disagree with Jim because he's old, um, I, I definitely <laughs> definitely think that this is going to be one of the one of the top grossing movies for the year. Right. Probably that experience. Frank, speak, one of the better it. Hollywood movies of the year. Next question is: Are you going to go see it personally in the theater? No. <laughs> James, I could be swayed. I think yeah. it's okay. got a little bit of promise just because it's you a little bit You have different. a list though, right? Are you, you're going to see Star Trek before you see this, right? I don't know. I'm running out of people to see it with. We'll see. Okay. Well, I, I viewers out there, give me a call. <laughs> and if viewers want to go tease Term- Terminator <laughs> Salvation with the movie hour's own, James, you can. Uh, You're just going to invite all sorts of those movie hour floozies. Our, all of our groupies are going to show up at your front door. Don't 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 start this. Oh man, movie uh, hour stalkers. It, <laughs> okay, so let's talk about a movie I am excited for: uh, Night at the Museum Deuce, which is uh, the Battle of the Smithsonian. And uh, I am sure Jeff's Jeff's pumped for this as well. Amy Adams is in this version, uh, this movie, the sequel. Yeah, I sure like Amy love, Adams. I'm sure you She's love her. Looking. <laughs> <laughs> I, weren't you saying earlier that Ben Stiller bugged you? Was it you or was it Josh? Ben Stiller, when he goes uh, when he goes overboard, when he goes into Ben Stiller mode, he bugs me a lot, and I think he did that. Uh, quite a bit in the first night of the museum movie, so I think he really? can be like really good when he's not when he's not going way overboard with it. When he's just trying to like act, like, um, I think he can be very good. Like, what uh, the hell's Ben Stiller mode? Like, give me some movies that are main. Ben uh, Stiller night of the mode. museum. Um, let's see. Uh, Zoolander. Did you like him Zoolander? Or... Yeah, Zoolander would be a good example of that. Where it's just like just way way overdone, and like obviously Zoolander was kind of supposed to be, but even like. Um, like uh, meet the meet the parents. Like he, he, it's just very dodgeball. Like, dodgeball. Yeah, just like super super overdone. Everything's overdone. <laughs> I think. Any movies you like? Was he not <laughs> over the top? Ben Ben Stiller in? Um, but yeah. Anchorman. Anchorman. How about Anchorman? Do you like him in that? He had a pretty small role in Anchorman, didn't he? Along came Polly. I didn't see Along Came Polly. All right. Because right. he mind. was in it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't really like Ben Stiller that much. I think he can yeah. be good, though. Uh, I, I can't remember. I guess Royal Tenenbaums, he was good in that. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess I didn't mind him too much. He didn't eat the parents, but whatever. And it's funny you mentioned that because Owen Wilson coming back, obviously, for the sequel. And they've been they've been in some movies together, for sure. And yeah. I think that they'll work off that uh, camaraderie quite a bit, I'm, I'm, not, I'm guessing. Also, Ricky Gervais is coming back for this one. And I, I have the utmost respect for Mr. Gervais. I think that guy's hilarious. <laughs> and you have added to it uh, Hank Azaria of, right. of Simpsons fame. He's playing three guys, which makes makes sense. Yeah, that's right up his alley then. Hopefully, it's all voices. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Chief Wiggum in. Man, uh, this is tough. I sort of want to say this movie's gonna make more than Terminator Salvation. I'm I'm putting my hand down right now. This you movie, know, I'll believe that. I'll buy that. Yeah, this movie's gonna make more money this weekend than Terminator Salvation, and possibly overall too. Probably overall. Jim, you want to take the other side of that so we can make fun of you? Or? Yeah. Um. Yeah, sure. I'll take the other side of that. All I don't right, think so it will out earn Terminator in the weekend. All right. The bet's down. <laughs> we'll solve this next week, people. Thursday. Be there. That's really it. There's a couple other movies coming out. There's a Wayne's Brothers movie coming out that deserves your utmost attention, but I don't really feel like discussing it. <laughs> so we'll continue on to our uh, theatrical comments of the week, and that, I believe, will be Jeff's Jeff's turn to start us off. Great, great. I saw I saw a recent movie uh, last week. It was, uh, it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. It was a movie about two friends, and one of them sort of uh, looked at the world through, uh, he had sort of an ironic, a shell of irony and sarcasm around him, and the other one was just sort of a womanizer and really didn't take anything seriously, and through community service really learned how to better uh, improve their lives and improve the lives of others. 
years and, and just live a more fulfilling life. The name of the movie, of course, uh, that I'm discussing is Role Models, uh, the great Paul Rudd and Stifler flick that came out last year. It was, it was actually really funny. I enjoyed it quite a bit. The, yeah, the highlight of the movie... The highlight of the movie by far is is this young guy, uh, young kid, Bobby J. Thompson, uh, who played who played the little black kid in the movie. He is freaking hilarious, just like incredibly vulgar, like just really, really, really funny overall. Good, good little actor. I'm watching his career with great interest. Um, <laughs> so it was just funny because it was a kid swearing, or was well, it... no, he was just really funny in it. Like he was he was okay. very funny, and kid swearing is always funny. Don't get me wrong, but like he definitely <laughs> took it to a to a higher level. Also, um, Christopher Mintz-Plassa, better known as McLovin, McLovin uh, was in this yeah. movie. And uh, actually, one of Greg's favorite things in the world, uh, live-action role-playing, was a big part of this movie, actually. <laughs> LARPing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't and, mock uh, my LARPing. And uh, no, it's it's one of Greg's favorite things, and and it was uh, it, they definitely did a good job of making fun of that, and it was I I got a huge kick out of it. Uh, one of the really really great parts of the movie that was really kind of not not a big part, but like kind of a bit part was the guy that played the king, Ken Jeong, I believe is his name. He he was in uh, Knocked Up as like a, like one of the one of the doctors, but not that big of a guy. But he played like the LARP king, and he was just absolutely hilarious <laughs> in it. So um, so the the community so they have to do community services. Is it just one set, or is it, you know, enter this scene where they're taking care of old people, enter some, no, you know, no, enter it's, some it's jokes, their, and now they're... they're like, uh, they're basically, um, like, big brothers to these kids. Okay, it's, it's like boys and girls America kind of thing. Right, like, right, like, like, like the Big America. Brother program is basically what okay. it is, and it's, it's right. uh, I don't know, I think I have kind of a crush on Paul Rudd, it's a lot of that kind of, like, sarcastic, you know, just high-minded ironic humor and, and his his facial expressions and stuff like that. Uh, it is, it's very good. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very funny. I'd really recommend it to anybody that likes like the Knocked Up or 40-Year-Old Virgin or, uh, or any of those movies would definitely like this movie a lot. Well, let's talk about a movie that actually I want to put to rest finally. We've discussed it quite a few times, Star Trek. I uh, finally caught it with a friend of the show, a friend of the family. And i got to say that the reviews are pretty spot on. It's got that huge summer blockbuster feel, tons of graphics, as you can see in the trailer. It's pretty obvious. There were a few things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to delve into a few specific things because I know some people still haven't seen it. I don't want to spoil it for you guys, uh, regardless of the spoiler in the beginning of the show, especially for James because James was crying about not being able to see it with me. because uh, <laughs> I couldn't hold your hand, James. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. First thing that bothered me about the movie, I, I liked it. Let me, let me start off with that. But the first thing that bothered me was uh, Spock. Is it's, Spock's a, a new Spock in general. It's a lot more like they just start off completely with, all right, yes, the original Spock was half human, half Vulcan, but they make it immediately in the foreground. That might as well be the plot of this movie is his clash with the, his human and Vulcan size. Well, it's not your father Spock anymore. Yeah. <laughs> This is true. This is true. The guy that played it, Zachary Quinto, actually did a good, like he did a good job. I, I have no problem with that. It's just how it was written out, and a big significant part of that is immediately he's just attached to Uhura. Uhura and him are uh, an item, and it just completely completely threw me off. Like it's cool, I get it. You know, she's hot, but I just didn't understand. Uh, you you got to lock that down. But well, I just that's, didn't, I that's didn't not understand. logical. She she's a good looking <laughs> chick. It's, I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I, 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 there's nothing flawed about that whatsoever. So I get it. So maybe it is just a, lo- a logical Spock, not not clashing with the team inside. It's just logical that he would do such a thing. That's interesting. Which is also an interesting part that gets to the plot. You're you haven't even seen it. You know exactly what happened. Well done, Jeff. Well done. There were <laughs> there were a few other things. Simon Pegg, who plays uh, Scotty, they did not take advantage of him enough. Uh, he shows up late in the movie. He gets some decent. He gets some good lines, and when he's in the movie, it's awesome, and all his parts are great. But he by shows, good lines, do you mean like humorous stuff? I would say, in the amount of he talks, I would say seventy percent of it's humor. Yes, I, I had this mental picture of Greg just whenever Simon Pegg's on the screen, just clapping like a moron, like in the theater. <laughs> Yay! Uh, I did. Yeah, I, I when I went, I went uh, during the day, so it cost like. Ten uh, percent of the price, then you could spend the ninety percent of that money on a frozen coke, and it was great. I, I enjoyed it, but uh, yeah, Simon. Yeah, in between clapping, I was drinking my frozen coke, and Simon Pegg did a great job. He just wasn't on enough, and I am a pretty big Simon Pegg fan, so take that for what it's worth. Couple other things: Carl Urban, the guy that plays Bones, 
He, yeah. in a lot of reviews, they talked about how he's pretty much imitating uh, the old McCoy, uh, DeForest Kelly's version. And it's, com- it's completely true. This guy, like, I'm sure it was written somewhat like it, but this guy took, like, every emphasis that the original character had and put it on every single line, every single version. It's just, like, it was distracting. And I know, like, it's sort of sad considering Urban had been in some big movies like Doom and Ghost Ship. And, you know, <laughs> stuff like that, but, um, Lord of the Rings, of course, and Born Supremacy, but I, I, I found that being an issue. Uh, again, I like the movie, and you probably should go check it out. Last, last thing I want to say was, the, the kid that played Chekhov, uh, Anton Yelkin, who's been in, he actually is in Terminator Salvation today, since this is Thursday, so if you, if you're a fan of him, you can go check it out. People made, were making fun of his accent in it, cause it was really thick, uh, Russian. I didn't really mind it. Like, he's, he is Russian. He did act, like, his parents moved to America just when he was born, but he still had full 100% Russian parents. I figure, you know, if he, he knows the accent, people, so I don't know what the problem is. Yeah, screw you, critics. You don't know what you're talking about. Good job. Sounds like that, the Anton Yeltsin's got the Jesse Eisenberg syndrome going on. Yeah, yeah. Two movies, and they're both coming out at the same time. Yeah, true story. And the critics are wrong on that. It, it is a good movie. I don't think it is your father's Star Trek. I'd recommend going to see it. <laughs> you know, you guys, you guys must have grown up in like like a wealthy family. My father didn't even have a Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> we had two Star Trek. <laughs> we had two of them. Yeah, it's so this movie. It's actually it's doing well. Like it's regardless of what people think of, uh, you know, if it's your father's Star Trek or not, it's making lots of cash. It is cleaning house. I think it actually. I think it might have the momentum to uh, to be the number one movie so far, anyway, of the year. I think. Uh, Transformers 2 is going to take it down, but it's at 147 mil. Um, Monsters vs. Aliens is at, I think, like 190, but it's it's moving good. I mean, yeah. it's only been out two weeks now. It's uh, Yeah, yeah. And Angels, yeah, Angels vs. Demons isn't going to do shit, that's for sure. They no, no, I mean, it, it, it took the, uh, you know, the 48 million, it, it topped it, I mean, it topped it this, this week, which is pretty big, I guess, but I don't think that's going to continue, I mean... Especially when Fast and the Furious and Star Trek make seventy plus mil and Wolverine. Like, right, uh, right, yeah. This so. I, I have a feeling that's gonna that's gonna fall fast. Where Star Trek has probably got some money left in it. Interesting, interesting. James predictions? Uh, yeah, I think it will pass up Monsters vs. Aliens. It's fourth overall right now, I think. So, so it's, since you're it's doing good, since you're labeling top sevens uh, today, uh, does it is it gonna make top seven of the year? Yes. Top seven. We're running out of spots. I got to make sure. I yeah, keep yeah. This is recorded. This is recorded. So <laughs> we're gonna go. We're all top seven. We're gonna go back through. Jim picked twelve movies to make the top seven this year. <laughs> he was only good, right yeah. about four of them. What a dumbass. God, he's old. So, yeah. The, the box office. Keep an eye on the box Civility, office, man. Keep an eye on the box office. <laughs> As everyone knows, we are in the middle of our Music in May series, and uh, today is our third segment of that series. We promised to discuss musicals last week, and we are here to uh, make good on that promise. Jeff and I have uh, claimed some partial ignorance to the topic, but James here will not let this go. And musicals does deserve a big uh, part of our attention. They they've uh, they were pretty much all the buzz back in the advent of film, and uh, I guess they've sort of waned. And the Jim was there to see that. So, uh... Jim, Jim was there during the birth of musicals. He was there for that. But and again, like, I helped. I helped. Musicals really do give actors a chance to do like you know more than just the what's on the script. And I think it does give people a chance to get out of the like the pigeonhole stereotype kind of kind of roles. And um, I think it's definitely worth our attention, and that's why we're here discussing. You it. know, Greg, I absolutely agree with you. I think that um, I think that musicals should be discussed. I'm just not sure that we're the people to do it. But Jim's <laughs> going to prove us wrong on that. So let's uh, let's have, let's have it, Jim. <laughs> well, I definitely agree that it is a, a fading genre. Uh, I can't say that I'm an expert by any means. It's just a small guilty pleasure of mine. So I, I have seen a few of my my day, not a ton, but uh, I, I think one of the main issues with the whole waning genre is just like. Back in the day, you know, my day, you know, the early 1900s when, you know, I came along, um, <laughs> they had, I mean, talented people who needed venues for this kind of stuff, and it's just, just the exact opposite now, I think. I mean, like when Chicago came around and Moulin Rouge, it seemed like they had to put normal actors and make them sing a dance, whereas in the old days, they could already sing a dance, and we needed to make a film for Yeah, we have, we have idiots on screen. I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. These people are untalented. Is that what you're saying? 
they're just more, you know, narrow. They, they don't have as many tools as the, the old days, the, the good old days. So, yeah, it, it's definitely a different time now, and that's kind of the reason I always had a soft spot for uh, musicals. It's just, it brings out the nostalgia, and it kind of explains why I've never liked any of the newer musicals. Like, uh, I know we had talked about Grease a little bit, and I'm not a big fan of Grease. And I'm, I'm from then and, you know, forward, I really haven't seen any musicals, you know, unless you count, like, the, the Disney films. Yeah. But I haven't seen any musicals that I've liked since then. So everything seems to be older than, than that. So attacking sort of what I said before and uh, what you're basing your statement on, since I, I have nothing better to do than attack what you say, you think that these actors actually can dance, or do you think it takes them 500 takes just to do some chore- like simple choreography and uh, choreography, I can't even talk, and sing a little bit? Or do you think it is take more talent just to be straight actor, do whatever you can with this limited script, and create a character out of it? Um, I think a few people are showing the talent to do that. Uh, like Amy Adams seems to be pretty good at that sort of thing. Um, others, see, I never saw Chicago, so that seems to be the most recent one that I can think of. But so I don't know how they ended up doing them there. But I mean, they didn't have any big dancing names in there, as far as I remember. They had you know the one singer Queen Latifah in there, but I mean, other than yeah. they have you know Richard Gere and Renee Zellweger and Catherine Zeta-Jones belting out tunes and stuff. So it was the second highest-grossing musical since. Like 74 or something, so Jesus. must have done pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. Musicals don't usually do, like, in terms of box office musicals, I'm sure, uh, back in the day, back in, sorry, back in, uh, during your birth. <laughs> in your day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're making a lot of cash, but now they're not exactly a blockbuster. Well, besides Chicago, I guess Mama Mia made some money, but yeah, they're, they're definitely a dying breed. So let's talk about, uh, some of these, some of these musicals that you grew up on. Like, what was it like one of your first favorites? Was it a Wizard of Oz kind of thing? Is a Wizard of Oz, like, strict, can we call it strictly a musical, or is it just, uh. Yeah, I think so. I mean, anytime the cast just breaks out in song. Yeah. When the song is like a plot point. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you, yeah. yeah. So I guess we'll go to the bank. Like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's when you know it's a I guess musical. we'll follow the yellow brick road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're off to see the wizard, you know? So, yeah, that's definitely a musical. And that is a good one. It's definitely one of the older ones out there, you know, considering it was like the advent of color yeah. movies back then. But, uh, actually one of those songs in there, I still whistle to, like at work and stuff to this day. And that's pretty, that's pretty gross. Of, which song? Yeah, it's, it's uh, If I Only Had a Brain, uh, which, you know, is perfect for work, so that's great. Always, you know, you know pumping up my assets. Is that because uh, of your Alzheimer's? My assets. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, lots of good musical numbers in that one. Um, I mean, you got Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead, everyone knows that one. You know, Off to See the Wizard Fall, The Yellowbrook Road, Merry Old Land of Oz at the end, when the, she finally makes it to the, you know, the city and stuff. Even the Lollipop Guild with the Munchkins. I mean, that, yeah, that's a great one. But yeah, that, I've always liked that stuff, and, you know, that's a perfect example of it. I think I saw a news story about how some of the, uh, midgets, small people in the Lollipop Guild, another person, another one of them died, and they're running out of Lollipop Guild actors. Like, it's getting down to the point. They're treating them like sort of Holocaust survivors. Like, okay, we're down to yeah. two people left in the Lollipop Guild that were in the movie. They're having a race with the it's survivors in yeah, like Panic or something. It's sort of scary. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, on all counts, yeah. I, I don't know what to say. I'm speechless, actually. Well, I mean, even Wizard of Oz, I mean, it's so good that they made the other offshoot musical on Broadway. For, Wicked? Uh, it's called Wicked or whatever. Yeah, um, so, it, yeah. apparently it just uh, recently celebrated its five-year anniversary, which is apparently a pretty big deal on Broadway to last that long. Uh, so It's a rough world out there. Yeah. And I guess that sort of brings us to the origin of mu- of the musical is it started, you know, movies came out. And it only seemed natural to move theater to movie stage, and that that's the next step right there. And now we have genius musicals like, let's see, Willy Wonka, which would be one of the movies I want to actually talk about, because I don't want to talk about anything else. And I do want to mention that the new Willy Wonka movie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I do not like that movie, and mainly because of the musical segments in it. Johnny Depp does, a, I think, a great job, even with... I think it stays true to the book, which I haven't read, but I've heard it everywhere. <laughs> have, you, have, you read, have you read the book, Jeff? No, I haven't, but I like that oh, your opinion okay. is informed by, like, I've heard this, so I think it. Like, that's all I do here at the movie hour. But uh, Gene Wilder in Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory is amazing, and I wouldn't consider that movie a musical... But I guess some the songs are plot points, and they they do address some of the character. They do address the characters and where they're headed. And I think Gene Wilder did a great job in that movie. I love the songs in that movie, and I think the Oompa Loompas, the Oompa Loompa tunes in that movie are way better than the new one. Oh yeah, definitely. Out. 
And fucking eerie too. Yeah, they are. They are a little scary. Well, the, the graphics back then are like you need to be on an acid trip to enjoy some of that stuff. It seems sort of scary. It was a tunnel scene for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that that movie is definitely uh, back back when I used to uh, in, enjoy uh, the occasional recreational drug. That movie was a, a definite favorite of mine. <laughs> Dude, let's watch Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, exactly, stone. exactly. And not just because of all the candy either. So instead of discussing titles, are there like favorite act actors that you like watching on on the proverbial stage, James? More out of the fact that this person's been in a couple of the movies that I, you know, like from my childhood is uh, uh, with Mary Poppins and uh, Sound of Music. You have Julie Andrews. Oh, that's a good point. You know what? I didn't think about it, but I watched I watched Mary Poppins like once a day for probably four years in my formative years. I guess I do like musicals. That's a, hmm. Brings it back to a simpler time, I think. Step in so. time. Step in time. Yeah, Chim Chimery, let's go fly kite. So yeah. what? What? So I guess out of the trifecta of acting, I love dancing, to laugh. Sing, <laughs> <laughs> yes. dancing, acting, and singing—is it just the combination of those that make you like her so much, or is it you know she's hot like Jeff would Jeff would say? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's the tunes themselves, you know. And of course, you know when you're a kid, you know them jumping into imaginary worlds always helps too, and walking through, you know. Chimneys and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but what makes Julie Andrews your favorite is what I'm saying. Oh, she's just good at it, I okay. think. I mean, is, there's not a whole lot of dancing in those. Um, but, yeah, the the music and her acting, I, I really enjoyed her stuff. Sound of Music was great. I, I actually liked that one. I actually gave that to, as a present to a friend of mine saying that, you know, oh, yeah, you know, here you go, and anytime you want to watch it, I'll, you know, I'll be happy to watch this with you. Never got the call back, they, so I think I freaked her out a little did bit. Did they ask you if you were mental? Are you mental, man? <laughs> no, I think they just dismissed it and let me out the door. Maybe, so, maybe, they, just, yeah. maybe they just didn't want to point out that they are also closet fans of Sound of Music, and they just... Well, they can't be too closet if I knew and gave it to oh, them. Good so. point. I think I just scared them. I thought you were spreading your influence. Oh, no. no! It was definitely something I knew they were interested in already. Very cool, very cool. So, jumping ahead, what's some of your favorite recent recent musicals? I actually yeah, I don't have. I actually have one recent ones. Um, Whoa! Really? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, out of nowhere. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I well, because Jim had said that he, he has seen the a musical recently that yeah, <laughs> that he likes. Um, one of the only musicals, and I guess the Sound of Music definitely belongs in there, and I guess sort of to a lesser extent, Wizard of Oz, and definitely uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. But um, movie that came out in the year two thousand, a uh, movie called Dancer in the Dark. It uh, stars Bjork, Ooh, the yeah. Icelandic uh, rock and roll star. Uh, it's uh, it's it's actually a, a Dogma '95 movie, which for those of everyone who doesn't know, uh, it's a, it's, <laughs> it's very this, interesting. It is, yeah, a, it is. It's really it's this really interesting thing. It's it's this group of directors that got together and decided that they weren't gonna make that all the movies they were gonna make were gonna have no external light, no external sound, and like no like just it's it's all gonna be very like I'm gonna put a camera in the room, no like no tripods. It's all gonna be handheld cameras. It's all very like raw and natural, which is a really weird way to shoot. Yeah, a musical, there's virtually obviously. like no post. It's all just like you know, there can be music, but it has to be in the set. Like it's got to be right. you know, the characters like, are it's listening to. It's gotta be like a radio it. playing or something yep, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So which is obviously a really weird way to do a musical. Um, but it's it's really cool. It's a, it's a it, it goes really nicely with the plot of the movie, and the plot of the movie is Bjork is this uh, Eastern European girl who moves to America with her young son and, and sort of expects it to be like a Hollywood film. She winds up working in like this crappy factory, and like and she like sort of brightens up her day with these musical numbers. But it's all like all these people singing, and it's all right there like on screen, so it's really different than your typical like singing number. And the I guess the the plot follows. She has this. Uh, degenerative eye disease where she's not going to be able to see. Like, her eyes are getting worse and worse and worse. And her son, she knows, has the same disease, but she knows that if she saves up a certain amount of money, she's going to be able to uh, get him an operation. But her neighbor, David Morse, uh, steals the money. And, oh, uh, it's, David uh, Morse, what a dick. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, it's, it's not, it's, it's, like, it's actually an actor playing David Morse, because we all know he's a dick. No, <laughs> yeah. it's actually David Morse. <laughs> but, um, it's, and, and she goes to jail, and uh, it's, it's, it's actually, it's a really cool movie. I'd really highly recommend this uh, this movie. So I wanted to get my plug in for Dancer in the Dark. I have a question for you, but I wanted to make another statement about the Dogma 95. I use the term set loosely. I actually I think they don't do it. They have to do everything on yeah, uh, on location, actual location. Yeah, yeah like they, location, they can't yeah. build a set. These guys are like the vegans of the... Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, if it's not already there, they can't use it, yeah. Question about the Bjork thing. Was there Were they Bjork songs? Or uh, were, she, uh, you know? she apparently wrote a lot of the songs, yeah. Um, okay, right. 
But they weren't like they, were... they weren't like Bjork like like off of her albums or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. All right. That's that well, that was my original question and then I you answered my follow up. And for those of you who don't know who Bjork is, she's the one that showed up with the goose dress at the Oscars that <laughs> Yeah, she's cool. Bjork's cool, back off. I'm just saying, some people only know that stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Not our listeners though. Our listeners are much smarter than that and watch more suave. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, uh, well, let's continue with James' list. James, I'm sure you have like ten other ones because I only have one. So, please. <laughs> yeah, I don't have ten, unfortunately. But uh, one that definitely needs to be brought up as one of the greatest of all time is uh, West Side Story. Uh, I don't know if either of you guys have seen that. I don't remember our conversations on that one. I've seen the but, the uh, scene where they, you know, they're staring at each other and they all look like sissies and they're gonna hit each other and stuff. Yeah, that's the whole movie. Is it? It's just a bunch of trash talking. There is a one fight scene, fight dance scene, but uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, you know, it's the Juliet or Romeo and Juliet story. Just you know, one person from each side of the feuding families are in love, type of thing. You think that was intentional really good. when they wrote it? Like it was pretty much. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. It was just definitely the the updated version of that, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, it was, it was good. I think uh, Rita Marina won an Oscar in it. So you know, if you guys want to try out musicals, that's a good one to start off with. So. You know, maybe you know you or Jeff can watch and review it next week or something. <laughs> well, not next week, Perhaps. but you know what? I'll put it on my queue just for you, Jim. If it's streaming on Netflix, you have a way better shot at Here's that. Here's the thing: so I, I've got like 20 movies on my queue right now, so good, good chance Jim, being how old he is, uh, by the time he gets up to the top, he'll be dead, and I can just get it off there. And <laughs> there you go. Just, just humor me and put it at the back. Like, the back <laughs> yeah, it's on there, know. Jim. All right, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> musicals right now. Do you think musicals have any? effect on other movies that come out do you think people are actually there's nothing competing with musicals right like when a musical comes out and then let's say star wars comes out that same weekend these are different demographics or are there actually you know you know young kids going out to see mary poppins instead of seeing darth vader I'm pretty sure I'm the only crossover, so... I'm sure they're out <laughs> there, but I think you have an me. excellent point. The, 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 the Venn diagram has a very, very small uh, <laughs> intersection. What I say about bringing up Venn diagrams on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work. Greg, Greg right. continues to insist that it was his idea and that Venn stole it from him. <laughs> Sorry, the, yeah. the Greg vibe. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the, the lines overlap on that one, but I don't think they cross much. Yeah, I, I do really think that it might be, like, I don't want to say that musicals are dead. It does sort of seem like we're slowly just moving them into a museum while we're making new blockbuster idiotic movies that are just mindless it's, and... Entertainment segregation. They make the music community perform on their own with MTV and you know all that crap. And yeah, you might. Hollywood does their thing. I just want to say you're filling the role perfectly with your kids MTV and <laughs> your, 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 your guys' loud music on one hand. Get off my lawn, you oh, kids man, with your herp hop or whatever it is. <laughs> so any any uh any any final movies you want to address, James? Um, just one weird one. Um, well, not weird, but Singing in the Rain. I don't know if you guys have I've seen, seen that one. I've seen Singing in the Rain. I haven't, actually. That's, that was one of the, you know, the true actual, like, musicals where, you know, there's dance numbers involved in it, too. And it was pretty good. The thing that really surprised me the most about it was I didn't think Singing in the Rain, the song itself, was, like, the number one song in there. I ended up liking the song Good Morning a lot better, so just kind of a weird... Yeah, Good Morning's a cool song. Yeah, it is pretty so good. So you're upset that one of them is like the flagship song when it really should be... This right. Like... I mean, obviously he's got the sweet dance number to that one where he's singing in the rain and you know, twirling around in the street, and it's famous, but I didn't think it was the best song. Which I do want to point out, uh, which you, we started, you mentioned at the very beginning, some of these songs, you might be singing them, and we're getting to the point where you don't even know what they're from, but you know that they're important and they're famous... And they're from yeah. the past, but those things stick around I mean, for a while. Yeah, commercial borrow them all the time. Yeah, like I've I've heard the song from West Side Story. I feel pretty yeah. and like I feel pretty. For, I didn't even know that. Exactly. See, I didn't. Even know I, that. I didn't know that was from West Side Story. Wow, we are learning here. This is, this is what happens when you hang out with old people. You learn about history. It's great. <laughs> That's right. He might be making it up. Let though. me tell you about the real, the first world <laughs> war, the Great War. <laughs> just met a girl named Maria, and suddenly that name will never be the same. Unfortunately, we, do, we don't have all the time in the world to discuss Jim's musical episode, but we do have another Music in May segment next week, which we do have a, a quiz, I believe, measured up today. 
a preview of next week. And uh, I do, again, want to continue my domination of uh, Jeff and these quizzes. So we and I plan on reclaiming my, reclaiming my crown after that aberration of Greg winning last year. <laughs> All right, ago. so James, give us the rules and let's get moving. we got, we got time. Um, this is the same as uh, two episodes ago where we did uh, instrumental themes. This is just going to be pop music soundtrack. So I'll play a couple of clips from one movie. You guys have to guess what movie all the clips are Beautiful. from. Beautiful. Bring it on. Okay. All right. And, and all Jeff, right. if you do need to turn up your volume for this, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stop you. <laughs> all right. Here's the first one. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Sound, right. sound a little techno-y again, but let's try it. Next one. Next one. Forrest Gump. That's my that's my only guess. <laughs> I'm gonna guess Forrest Gump correct. every time because I know it's on. <laughs> yeah, I know Forrest how much you like it. Yeah. Days and confused. Days and confused is correct. Damn it! I'm gonna get my ass kicked what again. This is no fun. Go. <laughs> yeah, all right, next. Come on. <laughs> Keep reading them until I'm winning. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Next. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> it's freaking brutal. Oh, man. Yeah, I barely could hear All it. Right. And, uh, oh, this is tough. Wayne's World. Interesting one. Damn, you're good. <laughs> All right. freaking brutal. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start throwing a mash to see if Jeff can catch up. We'll see. We'll see. All right, I'll go to the higher. <laughs> music. This is how important music is to me in these movies. Uh, apparently, I'm. I'm really impressed. All right, here we go. I'm going on a man hunt. All right, you've done your job. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Take that. Right, going on a man. Uh, girls just want to have fun. I have no idea. All of us old people know that one. Next clip. Shit. This is gonna be like Saturday Night Fever or something. Jeff, what nothing? Oh. Um, I, no. <laughs> that was a dead giveaway. I know it was, and I don't know what it is. So, can, yeah, continue. Um, that's all I have. Oh, really? So, oh. Yeah. Um, it wasn't Saturday Night Fever, right? <laughs> no. The correct answer was Flashdance. Oh, yeah. I've never seen Flashdance. So good. Okay, that makes me feel a little better. I should have. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have known it. They spoof enough times, I thought maybe. Anyway, here's the next movie. I'm sticking with you. Juno? Correct. <laughs> That's another one I haven't seen, actually. You should see it. It's a good movie. And I'm sorry to uh, take all the... We've, we've gotten it off of, like the first try and then the last one, but we'll see. We'll see. Continue on. All right. Here's a tough one. You're unbelievable. Oh! <laughs> I've heard this song before. I've heard this song before. <laughs> Alright, no, I have no idea. idea what movie that's in. Teen Wolf. <laughs> no, but that would be great. <laughs> oh. Okay, here we go. Here's the next one. I don't like to have the rain on my shoes, but I do love. This isn't like the notebook or anything for Galloway, is it? Because that killed no, me. No, no. I, uh. Devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind. He was way what, behind. What, what he was movie is that song? I can barely hear it, by the way. Well, you should know it. I'll replay that one. Yeah. Devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. This is driving me nuts. I know. I, I know this one. Here's the last one. You can oh, Coyote Ugly. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Alright, just kill me because I don't want. I, 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 I admit it, I knew like the last movie. three movies, but that's, that's okay. 
I shouldn't even admit it right. to that. Here's one anyone can get. Okay. AKA right, shut the fuck up. Force gun. The doors? Wait, what is this? I couldn't really hear it. That's because we keep talking over it. Go yeah. ahead, next one, next one. That is a pop song, right? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> there is lyrics, yes. Okay. Ray. Mm. Ray is kind of Oh, man. And I'm on the board, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's one for... This is great. For fun. Pop music from movies, everybody. Next one. Batman Forever. Correct. Yes! Are you serious? Wait, are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Did you set this up beforehand or something? Like, no, no sealed it the soundtrack for Batman Forever. Batman Forever, my favorite movie, and somebody beats me to it. <laughs> sealed it the soundtrack. I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> All right, here's the next movie. So why didn't you ask me, baby? Or didn't you think I could? Nothing. Next one. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Back to the future. No. Fuck. Oh. Alright. <laughs> Next one. Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. Blues oh, Brothers. Come on. This is a, like a double. We can't do this again. We discussed Blues Brothers before. Cheating. Oh, Cheating. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Nope. And you had your opportunity, and you couldn't. That was in it. That was in. Oh man. Go ahead. Yep. You're right. You're right. All right. Three to okay. four. Three. Three to four. Really? I have no idea. Rocky. Two. Be more specific. Rocky three. <laughs> Rocky four. No easy way out. Four, isn't it? Rocky Balboa. Rocky four. Is I said it. Yes, I said, I said four. <laughs> totally said it first. Points. For we'll, me. we'll give that one to nobody, okay? Because Rocky. Okay. Four. All right. So th- three one. more. Then we gotta get moving on. This is this okay. is awesome. But three All right. more. All right. Here we go. This is a good. This looks familiar. Vaguely familiar. Here's another one. Never before. What oh. the f- Oh, Muppets. Muppets go to Manhattan. Shit! No. Muppets in Manhattan. Uh, it's a Muppet movie. It's a- it, it, it is Muppets. Muppets. It's a Muppet movie. Pigs in The Muppet space. Christmas Carol. <laughs> All right. I don't remember. Muppet. I Muppets don't know go to Hollywood. Means. It was the Muppet movie. Oh, the okay. Muppet movie. Good, no- good night. Right, okay. Yeah, Greg gets that one. Rushmore. I'm sorry, Rushmore. Alright, so last one. This one's important, people. Pay attention. Last one. Pick a, which one do I use for Pick a sexy one. A sexy one. A sexy yeah. one? <laughs> pick one that I'm gonna get so I can save a little bit of face. Weekend of Bernie's two. Back to the Future? That's Back to the Future. Yes. Alright. Solid. That first song was playing on the radio, the Bums radio, when he comes back in time. Um, it's sort of disgusting you know that, but well done. I, I like it. And another win. Another win for the good guys. So yeah. I'm, 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 congratulations. I'm happy, I'm happy where that headed. It was a good Great. job. Well, 
Greg, you, yes, you've, you've won my respect. You're, you're a Thank worthy you. adversary in the next quiz. I won't, I won't take you so flippantly. I will take you seriously <laughs> the next time there's a quiz. I appreciate it. I appreciate you have to be it. mentally prepared for this. I'm humbled. I'm, hum- I'm blushing right now. You can't see that, but I'm blushing. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, very, very good quiz, James. And, uh, I, again, that's going to be, uh, that's our lead in to next week. We'll be discussing pop music and movies, uh, the big, the big episode of the music in May. It's sort of like the finale, the grand. The finale. cherry on gonna, top. Yeah, the cherry on top. It's, it's a, it'll leave you with a good taste in your mouth. All I want is you, will you be my bride? Take me by the hand and stand by my side. All I want is you, will you stay with me? Hold me in your arms and sway me like the sea. We, of course, have our Parker Posey play-along to discuss, which this week was brought to you by Jeff. Which uh, what, what was the question again? Uh, the question was to name a movie that you saw based on the soundtrack of the movie. And this This was a tough one, and... I need to point out, like, there obviously wasn't many answers to this question because it was difficult, but this isn't the easy movie hour. This, this is the movie hour, and you gotta, you have to expect a little bit, you know, a little bit of a thought process going on. Trying to challenge you. Thanks for getting behind yeah. me on this one, Greg, cause, yeah, it's trying, not... trying to challenge your mind here. You know, you're trying to, trying to make you, make you think. Yeah, some of these are, you know. The next one that's too hard, I'm not participating, by the way. <laughs> you're just gonna, you're gonna hang up your headset and walk out. I appreciate that. Yeah, we got, we got some okay responses. I mean, uh, you know, I, I didn't really expect an awful lot out of this one, to be honest, because it was a tough question. Uh, the, the responses that we got, I appreciated. Um, got, got kind of a, a, a wide variety of them. Um, I really, I don't think we need to go into a whole lot of detail about it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I was happy with the question, and we got some answers both on uh, Facebook and on the Gunga Pit. And again, uh, for the Parker Posey play along, we'll be bringing up a question. You can respond on the forums, or if you're live chat, you can uh, respond live with us, or you can also respond on the Facebook. Look for uh, the Movie Hour page, and uh, you'll I, you'll find our logo I, there. I did like the fact that Jar's answer actually he ended up going and buying it directly instead of just seeing it. Yeah, so Jar's yeah, answer, yeah, Ghost Dog. If I'm Ghost not mistaken, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I did mean to bring that up. Good, good, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so uh, he just went the extra mile on that one. So we will, we will be uh, going to James's question then. Uh, James, what what is your Parker Posey play along of the week? Well, since uh, you know the big blockbusters are coming out and you know everyone's getting excited for movies and stuff, uh, my question is, what movie? Was the biggest disappointment for you, based off of you know your expectations from it? Hmm. So my answer is going to be Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. <laughs> yeah, I, that's where my mind went first too. And but then I thought I had, I had a couple different options the way there. Um, but yeah, that one wins out just because you know it's my favorite movie series. You know, my favorite hero. I was kind of hoping. F- I had some, you know, optimism for it actually, and I, I remember you saying, Greg, that you know you were kind of saw the trailer and weren't real, you know, enthused about it. But I, I still had some cautious optimism, I think, and you know, I just I wanted it to at least be generic, you know, just kind of a run of the mill type of Indiana Jones. But I mean, it, I hated it. It was, it was awful, in my opinion. There was like one section of the movie that I actually didn't mind, and the rest of it just was horrible. This is something to, to clarify the question. Uh, something that was built up and you caught at the theater, or is this something you could have watched, you know, nine years after the fact? And um, let's stick with theater. Okay. So yeah, the biggest from your, you know, the biggest disappointment based on, you know, range of your expectations mm-hmm. to how it actually performed for you. I have an answer. I I, I don't like it very much, but I do have. Do you I have, want me I have to go first and come up with a better one, or. Uh... I, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna spend five minutes to see if I can come up with a better answer. No, uh, I watched. Hellboy 2. I, I, I wanted to see this movie after I caught, um, I caught Hellboy 1 way after release. I think a lot of people did. It was one of those, you know, it made it to DVD. People caught it and were like, wow, this movie's actually good. The storyline's interesting. Hellboy's character is actually, you know, it's not, uh, I think James and I have talked about this. It's not about the superpowers or what trick he's gonna pull out next. It's just about what stupid saying is he gonna say or how's his reaction gonna be to a, a cat walking by on the street and what he's gonna say and it's all about just the dialogue his reactions and his cool personality and Hellboy 2 just went completely away from that and it was all about you know how cool can we make this the fight choreography for this how cool how many special effects can we add in and like what monsters we can add in in this movie and let's go from there and it I didn't. I didn't like it. I was upset. I was. I. I cried actually. 
I remember that. It was actually really weird to be around you. Um, <laughs> it's a decent answer, and I, I was genuinely, I was genuinely upset. I, I wasn't happy. So uh, I, I have um, the first thing that came to my mind, and I'm actually glad that Greg answered first because I, the first thing I was going to say was the curious case of Benjamin Button, just because I'm a Fincher. I, I really like David Fincher. I really like Brad, Brad Pitt, uh, and I really wasn't impressed with that movie at all. But I'm not going to say that. So I got my jab in. <laughs> Got my jab in. Don't like that movie. So you were thinking, you were trying to think of a better movie too. Yeah. Right, so, so I, so I got a better movie. Um, the third Lord of the Rings movie, whatever it's called, Return of the King. Um, yeah. Yep. Really, I liked the first two an awful lot. Uh, went to the theater, saw the third one, and it was just absolutely more of the same. There was really nothing new or cool or different at all about it. Um, the plot was, I didn't, I mean, obviously it's based on a book, so they probably didn't have a whole lot of leeway there, but I, I thought the plot was kind of boring. I thought, I, I thought, uh, it was drug out. I really just wasn't impressed with it at all. And yeah, it never ended by that because having not read the books, the movies were sort of my introduction to that. And the first and second ones I really enjoyed. And the third one, I just was not too thrilled about. Did you ever actually see that about that one? Did you ever actually catching the books? Do you ever end no, up catching No, no, and nor will okay. I. <laughs> Nor will I, thanks to the third Return of the King. Eh, you know, it's just Why not my read when we have movies. That's true. Did you end up? Uh, so, did you go opening weekend, or did you hear reviews and then go see it? And I think I went opening your... weekend, actually. Okay, gotcha. I remember the the theater was definitely packed, so it probably okay. was opening weekend. Yeah, I, that's that's interesting. I've I haven't really heard that uh, comment about the third one, uh, James. You said you can sort of agree. Yeah, it was definitely my least favorite of the three, so I, I could see that being. The case. Cool. I, that's that's it. I, I, <laughs> I'm surprised you uh, side with Jeff. And it was the once. Oscar winner. You guys, <laughs> you guys are teaming up against me. I sort of uh, see how this works. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, that Park Posey play along again is James. Uh, yes. What movie was the biggest disappointment for you? Nice and simple. And this is a movie. Not a, not a deep thinker. A movie sorry. you had to catch at the theater, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Let's try and limit the theater experiences. If you're having our time, I guess you can come with a video. But, right. you know. So you can take your answer for the Parker Posey play along. We will po- you can post it on the forums at gungapit.com or on if you're a Facebooker, you can go to uh, the Movie Hour page and post there. Uh, again, another great Music in May segment. Our next segment will be on pop music. Again, will be the cherry on top that Jeff Jeff had mentioned. Uh, we will be discussing that and uh, much much more uh, right here on the Movie Hour. James and Jeff, thank you for uh, your input. Hope everyone enjoyed. Drive safe, everybody. Thanks again, everyone. Thanks again, uh, live listeners, listeners, posters, and uh, podcasters. The Fred Astaire's Bowtie Pasta Movie Hour. This is space!